Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include downsizing in the industry, my interview with Brennan O'Connell and John DeMonso on how lenders are using data to create more accurate secondary marketing models, and why the yield curve steepened yesterday. Thanks to this week's podcast sponsor, Optimal Blue. Optimal Blue a division of Black Knight, delivers technology and analytics solutions that help mortgage lenders and investors more accurately price, lock, hedge, and trade loans to increase profitability, mitigate risk, and grow their business. Does your company offer two-for-one buy-down loans? Do your LOs even know what a two-for-one buy-down loan is? I don't even know if I do. If they don't, bring them up to speed internally or through a program like Xenix. My gauge is very unofficial, but the number of emails saying, Hey, I'm retiring, but I love your commentary, so can you change my email to... is picking up. And I received this note from a mortgage vet yesterday. Quote, Well, with the rates going up, looks like the mortgage industry is heading for another purge. We'll start seeing LOs that only had refi business slowly migrate away. Loss of op staff still continuing. Like we haven't heard this song before. End quote. So this week is all about the lender's ascent. Five strategies to elevate your secondary marketing operation. Today, capital markets executives must balance competitiveness with profitability amidst escalating challenges. In this five-part series, the team from Black Knight's Optimal Blue will review strategies for achieving greater outcomes by leveraging all aspects of a secondary marketing platform. I want to welcome on the lead presenter for this week, Mark Tedderis, Vice President and Solutions Specialist for Optimal Blue, a division of Black Knight. Mark, what are we going to see today? Thanks, Robbie. So today we're going to cap off our week of exploring the ascent of the mortgage lender's secondary marketing operations, and we're going to have a discussion around data and analytics and how lenders are growing their capabilities in this mission-critical science. With us today, we've got Brennan O'Connell, our Data Solutions Manager at OB, and John DeMonso, Product and Pricing Solutions Specialist. So, Ravi, let's, uh, let's uh, turn it back over to you to start the, start the interview. Sweet. Brennan, I'm going to ask you a question first. What advice do you have for lenders who are looking to take advantage of data to improve their business? Hi, Robbie. Thanks for, for having us on this morning. I would say the, the clients that we've seen be the most successful in this area are those who have really committed to data as part of their operations. And what I mean by that is usually it starts with sponsorship from the top. So heads of lending, capital markets, CFOs, CEOs, all buying into a data-driven approach. Um, it's kind of the let's follow the KPIs, not, not follow our guts mentality. And related to that, I think, I think there's a necessary investment in time or personnel to work with and analyze that data. So that could mean hiring of a data analyst or allowing folks on the pricing or secondary team to dedicate material time to working with the data. I think the other side of the coin, finding data assets that are dependable, even with a great team and a well-designed framework for integrating these these data insights, you can still run into the the garbage in, garbage out trap uh, that all data data analysts, statisticians are, are sort of trying to avoid. And uh, finding investing in that quality information really becomes a fundamental part of that uh, thoughtful data strategy. So one more question for you. Can you dig in a bit further on how interested parties should be thinking about quality data sets to pursue? Yeah, yeah, happy to. 
know that's it's sort of a, a loaded question, but I think there, there's kind of three main areas that that we try to talk to folks about focusing on as they're selecting data sets and, and trying to add data to their decision-making process. So that's representativeness, granularity, and timeliness. First on representativeness, in the mortgage industry, there's really no such thing as 100% coverage in terms of data sets. Thankfully, there's alternatives out there that cover a representative sample of the market. What I mean by that is certain data sets include enough of the market that they can be relied upon as an indicator of what the whole market is doing. At Optimal Blue, we're really lucky. We have one of those data sets in our rate lock data. The, the output of our industry-leading product and pricing engine, we're capturing roughly 40% of all rate locks for new residential originations. So coming from over 900 locking lenders, this data we, we found to be proven very representative of the mortgage market as a whole. And we're really confident of, of this as, as kind of the largest rate lock data set in the market. The second component, granularity. So um, how deep into the data can you dive in order to find insights? That, that's sort of how I would define granularity. And for example, um, Robbie, let's say you run pricing for a lender who operates primarily in Northern California or even just the Bay Area and want to understand what pricing and volume trends look like for your markets. If your data only goes as deep as the state of California, you're likely to be misled by the information because it's not going to just show what's in your market but San Diego and LA and other Southern California markets. So to that end, it's, it's really critical that the data assets are detailed enough so that you can segment or focus on the products and markets that you're serving. Uh, the last piece is, is timeliness. You know, timing is really critical for any data that's intended to be actionable. We're all acutely aware, particularly over the last 24 months, markets shift very rapidly. If you're making operational decisions, such as margin setting or pricing, that is based on outdated information, you'll, you'll be flying blind. The, the loan level data, this rate lock data from Optimal Blue, is coming in at the time that the, the loan is being locked in our system, which is really the earliest or one of the earliest trackable points in the life of the loan is that rate lock. And so we take that rate lock data, we deliver it on a daily basis. So daily basis. So our clients operate with the most current view of what's happening with both pricing and lock volumes. And uh, looking at daily delivered rate locks can provide as much as 60 to 90 days advanced look into mortgage trends ahead of other data sets that would, you know, maybe be based on loan closing or something like that. So um, as I mentioned, really these three representativeness, granularity, and timeliness, these these three categories we feel are, are kind of the, the most fundamental aspects that you should be looking for as you make your data selections. Switching gears to John here, I'd like to dig into some specifics of how lenders can take advantage of this information. John, are you able to provide a few examples of how clients are operationalizing the rate lock data today? Thanks, Robbie. Absolutely. Brennan talks a lot about how Optimal Blue has kind of wrapped our arms around the amount of rate lock data that we're capturing. And while I think that it's absolutely imperative that uh, having a you know defined data strategy starts at the top of the organization, um, you know I, I think that sometimes data can sound or feel intimidating. And what Optimal Blue has done that I think is really effective is provide solutions that uh, don't require a ton of infrastructure or even necessarily a ton of experience leveraging data in order to make it um, you know effective and, and make it easy to digest and, and actionable. My background's in secondary marketing, and 
I've benefited from having access and using uh, Optimal Blue's data solutions to uh, improve um, my decision making uh, with respect to you know my business. So having accurate data surrounding your own rate lock activity, I, th- I think, is a, a significant component to managing margin throughout the the origination process. And I'm not just talking about how do I set or how do I define what my margin should be. I'm also talking about how do I measure and, and track that margin as loans progress through the origination process. If I'm experiencing margin or financial leakage, can I identify when and how that occurs? Can I identify where it's occurring uh, in the origination process? Uh, Optimal Blue, because of our ability to not just uh, track and, and deliver data at the rate time of the rate lock, but also as loan characteristics change throughout the origination process uh, can set you up to be able to do just that, to see how margin to a loan level can change or evolve as the loan progresses through the origination process. And our ability to do that to a a significant level of granularity, as as Brennan outlined earlier, um, I think it is is really key or a really key part of that. So, um, you know, not only can I see at a macro level, you know, Keep KPIs like day one margin, uh, KPIs like like average margin. Um, I can also drill in and, and see uh, down to a loan officer level average margin on loans. I can see LO efficiency with respect to um, lock extensions, changing loan characteristics, uh, and, and another I think really important component of that is price concessions. As Brennan outlined, you know market conditions have changed rapidly. We're now in a in a market where there's almost you know very little to no refi business that's even available. So people are getting more aggressive with pricing to go out and and uh, try to try to capture purchase business and using pricing concessions as a way to essentially subsidize volume. Well, Optimal Blue can track price concession activity down to the LO level. So from a an operational standpoint, I can see the loan officers who are you know being successful in leveraging my price concession policy to capture volume. I can see the loan officers who are not being successful, successful, whether that's, um, you know, they're effectively abusing my, my price concession policy, or maybe they're not, uh, they're not being aggressive enough in, in utilizing it to go out and capture volume and being able to measure that I think is, is such a critical driver of understanding your business and it's not just price concession activity, it's, it's lock extension activity. It's uh, being able to track and monitor changes to loan activity um, that can really drive bottom line performance. It's understanding when, where, and how uh, financial leakage occurs throughout the origination process, and then being able to go back and quantify it and understand, are there things that I can do to uh, resolve any issues that are occurring uh, or, or mitigate them? Uh, and, and then you know, moving forward, operationalize that and continue to track and monitor it. So we're always iterating or, or trying to improve our performance. You gave an example how access and data can drive positive financial impact for a lender. Are there other ways you've seen lenders use data to drive financial performance? Yeah. So, so another, uh, I think, really key part of that is, uh, you know, understanding how your uh, business stacks up to your competitors, to other lenders in the industry. Um, 
Brennan talked about how there's not a perfect data set in the industry, but um, if anyone is getting close, it's Optimal Blue because of our market position and the quantity of data that we're digesting on a daily basis. So again, you know, having a defined data strategy and, and having those tools available uh, can allow you to be in a position to utilize some of the solutions that Optimal Blue has in place. And again, you don't need to be super sophisticated uh, or have a you know um, you know someone who's who's got a quantitative background in order to do it uh, with the way that we deliver that data. Um, and because of our scale and our market position, it allows you to see how you're doing relative to, I think, uh, kind of standard industry benchmarks, like uh, how I'm track, how my rate lock activity is tracking to the market, um, how my product mix and purchase activity is tracking to the market. And then I think most critically, uh, how my rate and price stack up to the market. And then using that, understanding how you can use margin as a lever uh, to either drive volume or drive margin. And I think having access to that data can really help you understand for your business uh, the relationship between margin and rate and price and figure out what's the optimal way for you to use that lever for your business. Uh, and, and again, getting back to the granularity that we can deliver. As Brennan alluded to, every market is different. So I might need to have a different pricing strategy um, you know, in, in the Bay Area uh, versus, um, you know, some of those outer outstate markets like Fresno or Bakersfield, if I'm lending in California, uh, and it's not just, you know, having a different pricing strategy so that I can, you know, capture volume in those markets. It's also understanding where I have room maybe to expand my margin, where price is a little less or, or where my volume is a little less elastic or dependent on price and using that as a way to capture essentially every basis point that, is theoretically out there for me. Um, so, so really drilling into that and understanding that relationship and how you can lever it or drive it uh, for your business, I, I think is critical in any market, but certainly uh, right now where we're seeing you know, a constriction of volume and more competition for, for fewer loans. Well said. Mark, I'm going to give you the last word here. Anything in closing? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Robbie. And, uh, and appreciate this been really a great week of the of going through kind of the lenders capital markets ascent. And um, we, uh, um, well, I think John's last point, uh, you know, with regard to declining volumes and stiff competition, you know, these are things that, that we weren't thinking about a year ago, everybody had as you know, more business coming in than they could possibly uh, um, process. Uh, but now in winning in this environment, you know, lenders are going to have to continue to to leverage their technology as they ascend the capital markets ladder. So whether they're, you know, automating pricing decisions, moving from best efforts to mandatory deliveries, you know, gaining direct agency approvals and optimizing their, their loan delivery options, um, you know, to retaining servicing and building a portfolio, no matter where they're at, you know, on that ascent as we refer to it, you know, having proven technology solutions uh, in place um, and, and being able to leverage that technology effectively is going to be uh, going to be key to future success. And and that's what Optimal Blue and, and now as a division of Black Knight, we're just, uh, you know, pleased and, and happy to be a big part of that and, and continuing to drive technology utilization forward. So so thanks again, Robbie. This has been a, been a great week. Appreciate it. And thank you. I've enjoyed all five episodes with you. And uh, thanks, Brendan and John, for making the time. Yeah, thanks for having us, Robbie.
Thanks, Robbie. The yield curve steepened yesterday as markets continued to digest the FOMC minutes, particularly to the prospects of the Fed beginning quantitative tightening at the May meeting. St. Louis Fed President James Bullard said he prefers boosting rates to 3% to 3.25% in the second half of 2022, while Chicago Fed President Charles Evans and Atlanta Fed President Bostich said they favor raising rates to neutral while still monitoring how the economy performs as they proceed. In other news of interest, Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey saw further increases in mortgage rates with the 30-year and 15-year fixed rates up to 4.72% and 3.91%, higher by 159 basis points and 149 basis points respectively from a year ago. This is obviously impacting application activity and home purchase sentiment. Today's calendar is uneventful with just one release. February wholesale inventories expected to be unchanged from January and due out later this morning. The desk will purchase up to $2.15 billion in 30 or 3% through 4% mortgage-backed securities. We begin Friday with agency MBS prices roughly unchanged and the 10-year yielding 2.67 after closing yesterday at 2.66%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. A tax attorney defended case of tax evasion for an affluent client. He devoted over a year to the case, familiarizing himself with every loophole and angle of current legislation, and made a brilliant argument before the court. His client was called out of town when the jury returned with its verdict, a sweeping victory for his client on every count. Flushed with victory, the lawyer exuberantly sent an email to his client. Justice has triumphed. The client immediately replied back, Appeal at once. <laughs> Thanks again to this week's podcast sponsor, Optimal Blue, a division of Black Knight. Optimal Blue delivers technology and analytics solutions that help mortgage lenders and investors more accurately price, lock, hedge, and trade loans to increase profitability, mitigate risk, and grow their business. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.